The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Arkansas has got a legitimate featherweight contender. I live and breathe this shit, y'all. This ain't a sport to me. It's what I live for. Bronx, the Masters, And Ally Quippet is a tough son of a gun. With the right preparation, the right, the right fight, I, I can beat anyone in the lightweight division. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. My Jimmy Bird's out flying, spreading his comedy and love. Um, and, and, and you know what? I miss him, but I'm so happy that Dean Thomas is here. Dean Thomas, say hello, Dean Thomas. Hello, everybody. UFC Unfiltered, your boy Dean Thomas is in the house as if y'all couldn't get enough of me. But I'm mm. here with my boy, Matt Sarah. Yeah. We had a fun time, me, my, both of us. We had a fun time. Well, I can only speak for myself. I don't know if you had a fun time, but I had a fun time doing that show after Tough with you on um on uh, that ESPN. That oh man, fun. that was that was great, man. I, they still talk to me about how much fun you were, and you were so much fun. They created a highlight reel of the outtakes of you. So, like, that's how you know when you made it. That you know what everybody there was very nice. They were very nice. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think I'll do it again. I do. I, look at me. I'm inviting myself back. I wasn't even invited. <laughs> what am I, an asshole? Well, no, listen. As long and, and this is what they told me. They said, as long as we're working, you're working. And I'm going to tell you, as long as I'm working, you're working. So whenever I can get you in, whenever I can slide you in, man, we in there. Do you like Machine Gun Kelly? Not really. You know what? I didn't. Until, until I, when? But I'm starting to. Why? That song A, and it's basically, I mean, the really the hook is like four A's. A, 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 A. And then I thought that goes, was Post Malone. No, that's not Post Malone. You oh, gotta get with, Dean Thomas, you gotta get with the times. I do. Hey, let me tell you, uh, but let me tell you, it's a fun song. 
Okay, so if you want to look up the song A A Y E by Machine Gun Kelly, <laughs> it is a, the best part is the um the part by I guess the appearance by Little Wayne. Oh, really? And it's called A. I say his name like such a white guy, but a Little Wayne. <laughs> little like, Wayne. His name is Little Wayne. He is so his thing. His part is so good. I know it by heart, but I'm not going to sing it. I want you to watch it. I want you to I'm watch the video and listen to the song. And then we're gonna talk about it. Well, I'm I'm dying to hear the song called A, which in which he just goes A, A, because that's really creative. And I'm wondering how he came up with that concept. Oh, and then the hook is I don't ever want to fall from this high. A, 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 A. I don't want to ever fall from this high. And then little Wayne comes in and he goes, When I'm this high, when I'm this high. I look in the mirror. Who is this guy? Anyway, are you are you sure that's not Broadway? Isn't it fun? No, I'm not <laughs> singing. I'm not. That's the way you I think. Yeah. You sound like you're I, on. You sound like you're on Broadway. I'm not Little Wayne. <laughs> I'm I'm actually the opposite of Little Wayne. But if but it doesn't mean that I'm not with it and I'm not hip. But I do like that song, Dean Thomas. I don't know how your weekend was, but. The weekend for at the for the Sarah BJJ Academy was glorious. We had. Oh, yeah. a, I wanted know, I wanted to congratulate your daughter on that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You must have seen my Instagram. I saw your Instagram, and I'm I see how proud you are, and I'm just I'm I'm so happy for you that she's out there doing her thing and making Papa proud, and like you're just you seem so happy watching her compete. Yeah, it's wild, Dean. You know because you know I never um how much time do we have before um. The great Bryce Mitchell. Oh, he's in the waiting room. I guess what? We're going to talk more about this. Yeah, let's talk about this. We got Bryce Mitchell, and we love Bryce Mitchell. And I want to catch up with him. And he's fighting the great Dan Ige. And Mm. that's a fucking, that's a great fight. It is a great fight. Profile fight. Is that a is that the main event? What is that? It could it's a co-main, but what is it? Co-main? It's a co-main, but depending on the day, it could be a main event. It could be. Let's get Bryce Mitchell in here, please. Great Bryce Mitchell, the warrior, Bryce Mitchell. Hey, man, good to see you, dude. dude thank you all so much for having me. It's always an honor to be on here with Coach Sarah. I didn't know Dean was in the house today. Yeah, man, I, I, I popped up. You know, Jimmy, Jim Norton was out, so I popped up. And, and then he told me Bryce Mitchell was on. I said, how could I turn that down? Let's go, brother. What a great <laughs> episode. We got Ally Aquinter on later. So it's all my it's all my buddies today. It's great. Bryce, how you been? Uh, where you been? I believe since your last fight, there was were you in, there was an injury. Either what you tell me, how, did you have an injury? I I was supposed to fight Mavsar, and I my back flared up. Uh, I have a reoccurring injury in my back. It's like a disc at forty percent. Um, which I know a lot of people don't want to disclose injuries or whatever. I don't give a shit. You know, I'll, I'll just tell you straight up. You know, I got. I got brain damage and I got back problems. And uh, hey, did you know? Now, did you know though that um, there's two symptoms? Doctors say there's two main symptoms of brain damage, and the first one is memory loss, and the second one. Well, shit, I forgot what the second one was. (laughs) 
knew it. I knew you were going with that. I knew it. I love it. I love it. I, I smelled it coming and I love it. Hey, Bryce. He got me. I didn't know where he was going with that. Dean was waiting. Dean was waiting. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, like, ah, I'm still waiting. You want to tell us what it was? <laughs> hey, Bryce, you like doing new things. Did you ever think about messing around with comedy or anything? Seriously. Did you ever think about doing that? Some of you have, some fighters do that. It's a, it is a rush. Me and Dean, Dean, we dabbled in it. Dean more than me, but did you ever think about messing around with that? I would love to do it. I mean, it, but it would also be like, I would take it just as serious as an MMA fight. You know, because the thing is, is because when you're up on that stage, your character is reflected. And I'm not saying you can go, you can go up there and bomb a show and come back. But what I'm saying is if you go up there and you bomb a show and it's crickets or you're offensive, um, it's, it's a real reflect. It can be a reflection on your character. I would take my performance as serious as an MMA fight because you're going to permanently live with those consequences. And if you laugh, it's the, it's an ultimate high, but if you go in there and you offend and it's rude and you're, you, you, you know, then it's a shame, you know, that that's a very serious job. I, I would take it serious and maybe one day I'll do it. But, uh, yeah, I, I love comedians. I love I, it. I, I know one thing. I don't know about comedy, but your rap, you are the best rapper in MMA. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't know if there's anybody who could touch you in MMA when the album coming out. Well, um, I've been sitting on some bars. I'm not going to lie. I've got, you know, one song for the next mixtape. And uh, I've only dropped one mixtape in my life. I put it on YouTube. It's free. And, and, and the feedback on it, it, I got some laughs out of it and people liked it. And my second mixtape will probably just, it'll be later on down the road. There's I'm building a house and I also tend to animals. I got, you know, 19 head of cattle, 36 chickens and uh six cats three dogs an old lady six pigs <laughs> you know so it's like hey, every let me ask you let me ask you now listen there's a lot of guys in the game that they they spit some bars and it's like oh that's nice but you're really like oh that's not too great i re i don't know if you heard aljo's new song do you ever hear aljo's song Shit. i did which one is it i don't i forgot Yo, look at the producer. Get in here, please. I, I know, I know. Aljo got a song that's kind of hot, though. And there's one of it. It's uh, uh, one of the lyrics is, these girls just want to have fun. It's fun. Like that. But I, I'm not going to kill it. I'm not going to destroy his song because I'll ruin it. But I love it. And do you ever think about maybe doing like a little like collab with like somebody like, I know your friend. It's called Go Dumb by Aljo. It's hot. Hey, it's hot. I like that one. Yeah. Hey, man, brother. Yes. Uh, what's that? I can get funky on the track, man. The, the <laughs> funk master needs to tag me in. I know that you guys are friendly, man. You've been to my school as, as a, you know, they invited you down and we had some good times. And, well, actually, and uh, I would love to see that. I think that'd be wild. Oh, I'll, I'll do a rap video, brother. I, I like rapping. Uh, me, well, I won't. I won't give no details or nothing, but me and Eddie Bravo are trying to work on something right now, you know, so we're, you know, I, I enjoy doing this, and uh, you know, if if Aljo wants to rap, dude, I'm down. We'll rap like Christmas gifts. There was speaking of Eddie Bravo. Now, I, I I'm not sure if it was him. I'm I'm 99 sure. I love every Eddie Bravo though. I like Eddie a lot. Uh he put something on Instagram, and I'm not getting political now because I'm not that guy. But I love. Well, we talking about character before. All right, 
A lot of people talk it, but they don't walk it. It's they, when there's something popular, they go with the fucking herd. This is what I, Dean Thomas. This is what I love about Bryce. This is what I love about him. He's on an airplane eating his peanuts, and there's some lady being like, "Sir, you didn't have your mask the whole time." He's like, "That's not true. You know how you lying? I had my mask on when I went to the laboratory, and and Jesus like, well, you should be your mother. You should be proud to it. My mother is proud. He was." In backing down an inch, eating his peanuts, he didn't give a shit. He was standing up for something. I love it. Yeah, and, and what's so funny right. about that is my mom is more nuts than me, dude. She like <laughs> she, she hates the government. She hates Illuminati. She hates the New World Order, dude. And the idea <laughs> of a mask. What the concept of a mask is, it's a psychological war. You're getting people to surrender their identity. You're psychologically breaking them, making them feel helpless, defenseless, powerless. And honestly, guys, after my last fight, I was so distraught, especially with some of the stuff that was done about me in the media. They were saying that I wanted to retire and they put out these clips of me because they were the media was filming me directly after the loss while I was still concussed and my head was hurting really bad. And I was privately talking to my coach and I had a camera over my shoulder. And so I, after my last fight, I was so mad at some of the media that I have not done an interview since, uh, since some of that, I came on today because I know that this is a platform that I can talk about God and, uh, Jesus Christ. And I, and, and that, that's why I came on here today because God told me stop being selfish it's not about me. If I can talk about God on here, if I can talk about Jesus Christ, then that's what I need to be on here doing. The main thing about Jesus Christ is you love Jesus and you love your neighbor and uh, you beg for forgiveness. Can I ask you, speaking of prophecies, there's no, you're not seeing any fucking comments coming our way anytime soon in these <laughs> scriptures, are you, buddy? I, listen to me. I have kids, Brian. I'm being honest. Is there anything... Should I be looking? Should I get a fucking telescope? Is what I'm asking you. Well, well, here's what I this think. This guy's laughing. I'm being, well, I'm being 100 serious. Is there <laughs> anything in the scriptures with the? No, I don't fucking know this. I don't know if there's an end of the world I'm prophecy. So, I'm so so glad you asked about things coming from the sky in relation to prophecy. So, in Genesis six, I believe it mentions the dome, or I'm sorry, not a dome, but a firmament around the earth which kind of makes the idea of a foreign object like a meteor or an asteroid hitting a planet, it, it would have to travel through a, a, a barrier called a firmament. So if you're a Christian and you believe the Bible literally like I do, you believe in a firmament. Most people will call the firmament a dome now. But if you study the stars long enough, you'll realize that the planet is not a spinning ball. We're not spinning a thousand miles an hour. We didn't evolve from monkeys. The Big Bang is nothing but a load of crap to make people think that God is not real. But there's, but what I'm saying coach is that there's no proof of asteroids or comets. Can I listen? And I'm being, and I never, can I, I'm going to be honest. I never talked to anybody that believed in a flat earth. If that's what we're getting at, I don't want to. And listen, I'm not yeah. judging you, bro. I'm not, trust me. I'm no scholar. Okay. <laughs> right. I like to get like that. Dean Thomas, that's not a joke. If, the, if it is there a flat, now this is the simplest of questions, and it might sound moronic, like I said, all right? If there is a flat earth, can't, where is, how, where does it, does it end? Like where, I know they talked about the Arctic, right? Like that, like, like the, um, you tell me you, before I finish. Am, am I making sense? Like, if it's flat, isn't there an ending to it? Like, where does it end? So, 
what here's the concept about Antarctica. It's not a continent like you think. There's no proof that it's a continent like you think, like the size of Australia or the size of, you know, South America, like floating. What there's proof of is an ice wall. We legally can't go to prove it right or wrong. But from the few people that have went to Antarctica, they've seen an ice wall 200 feet high. Some of them have seen a dome. You know, everybody's talking about Mars and Venus and this. It's all bullshit. We've never been out of our atmosphere. We've never been to Mars. We've never been to the moon. Okay. But what there is a possibility, there's a possibility of being more land on this flat plane past the 200 foot ice wall. So what is space? Like when we're looking up at the stars and other planets, what, what am I looking at? Like, what are we, well, what are the, the Bible, the Bible describes it um, as the waters, as the firmament separating the waters above from the waters below. Um and so that's my greatest indication, maybe some type of water barrier or water above the earth. But here's what we're talking about. Here's how you know that they're full of shit, coach. Have you ever heard that the sun is a star? You hear people say that all the time. The sun is a star. That's what I've always, that's what we've always okay. been taught. Yeah. Okay. Now let's yes. take this. Have you heard the song Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. These twinkle, these top ten songs. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little star. Now here's the problem with that: the sun don't fucking twinkle. The sun don't fucking twinkle. The sun is not a star. The sun is not a star. You can stare at a star and watch it twinkle. You can stare at the sun and go blind. It, you know it doesn't twinkle. The sun is different. It just like the Bible says. It says the sun and the moon was created. Okay, they orbit around us. We don't orbit around them. Thank you very much. And the stars are different than the sun. Here's another here's another key in, the, in discovering what's around us. The sun and the moon are the exact same size. NASA tells us that the sun is 400 times the size of the moon. It's 93 million miles away. And it just happens to be the same size in the sky because of their location and distance. No, that's that's bullshit. The sun's not 93 million miles away. It's a couple thousand miles away. It hovers over the same altitude above the planet, just like the moon does, and they circle around us. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. I don't want to interrupt you. I don't. I, first of all, fascinating. Fascinating. It is. Really. That I want to. My next question is going to be about if you. I'm sure you did research. If you ever think about writing a book, but that's my next question. But fuck my ADD. You know. I, I, right, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you, gonna I, say? I, you ever think about writing a book? Right now, right now, I'm in that research phase. I need to get my life together a little bit more before I write a book, but because I would take that serious, you know, I would want to come from a like a. I need to I need to gain wisdom before I write a book. Well, and that was so that was my question because like right now I am in the process of reading the Bible from beginning to end. I'm in Deuteronomy, mm -hmm. and so I'm wondering where you where you read where you read and where you're doing your research at. So. Let's go to um, Isaiah 40, 22. God sat above the circle of the earth. Now, when it says God sat above the circle of the earth, Isaiah 40, 22, that's an indication, a circular-like planet that, that I'm talking about. These people knew what a sphere was. NASA tells us the earth is in the shape of a sphere, a 3D ball that spins. The, earth, the, the Bible tells us it is a circle. Okay, not a sphere, and it's immovable. It does not move. the The sun and the moon was created after and rotates around us. 
So the flat earth is biblical. And also, too, if you believe in it, go read Genesis. I believe it, it's close to Genesis six, but it's in there in Genesis about the firmament. You know, and it's like, how can you believe NASA and believe Genesis? You can't. If you believe that we came from monkeys in a big bang, you don't need God. You see, you say, oh, everything just came to be this. But here's the thing. If you believe in a flat earth where humans are the apex predator and we have domain all over all other creatures and we're the pinnacle of creation made in the image of God, if you believe that and that the earth is a dome protecting humans and we're stuck in the dome, you're more likely to be a Christian because you'll say, wow, this was created just for our inhabitants. But if you say, oh, we're created by the Big Bang. You'll say, oh, well, there's no God. We're just kind of random. There's aliens everywhere that are smarter than us, and the aliens could take us over. There's no proof of any type of aliens and or any other life form. Well, listen, man, I want you to continue to research and then write a book or do a documentary because it's fascinating. It's fuck, it's and it keeps it feels like uh you're just getting going. And if I feel I had a lunch uh, date with you and Eddie Bravo and I sat in the middle of you. My head might explode. I might just actually go. <laughs> you might, I might be like, we're in the fucking Truman show. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Did you ever see the Truman show? I don't think, is that sci-fi? It, no, it is. Jim Carrey, it's, right? It's, it's Jim Carrey. And he got, he, listen to this, Bryce, listen to this movie. Listen to this movie. It, I believe it's from the, the late nineties. Um, Jim Carrey is, he got is a kid that's legally bought by the government and they put him in a reality show where all his life is being documented on live TV where everybody watches it. So he doesn't know that he's in a reality show and everybody, even to when he's older, his wife, she's an actress. And then he starts like, like something happened where he's driving down the street and, and he's starting to notice things and, and he went in the wrong room and there's like a, it was like a, a set, and he was like, I'm telling you, I need you to watch this movie. Because <laughs> right or wrong, Dean Thomas, yeah, what, you're going to be like, oh, no, this is based on real shit. <laughs> you're gonna, they were in a dome. It was crazy. It's the Truman Show with, with Jim Carrey. I, 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 need, we, I think the world needs you to write a book. You know what I mean? I, or, or listen, or keep doing the research, because... You know, I'm a simple man. You know, I go with my instincts, but uh, the one thing I know for sure is that you're a very, you're a very good man, and you're a great fighter. And I look forward to your fight with Dan Ige. What co-main event? And it could easily, like me and Dean Thomas were talking about, easily be a main event. So, uh, is what is that this weekend coming up? Uh, September 23rd. We got about three weeks. Oh, okay. Well, oh. listen, man. I I always love watching you fight. And uh, I, I, you know, I can't speak for Dean Thomas, but I always do Dean. <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. And if you could tell your coach, Roly Delgado, that I love him and I can't wait to see him again. I mean, he's one of the true G's of the game and uh, you're lucky to have him and he's lucky to have you. I mean, you are the man and I can't wait to watch you fight Dan. And we, we just had a baby shower for Roly, man. He's having another baby. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's yeah, great. Hey, hey, we love y'all too, man. Thank you for having me on and just holler hey. at me. We'll do it again. You got it, Bryce Mitchell, the great Bryce Mitchell. Thanks, buddy. Great to see you, Thank man. Thank you, brother. Take Bye -bye. care, brother. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation. All right, we got Raging Al coming in. Dude, I listen. He, he, listen, he believes in what he believes in, and he's a he's a. I like him a lot. I do. I like I like him too, man. And he's passionate about what he believes in. Listen, man. That I, you know what I like. I like when guys are passionate <laughs> for what they believe in. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. Um, but I but, think he should watch the Truman Show because I think that's hey, right up his alley. But when he hit me, when he hit you with that twinkle, twinkle, little star, though, that threw that was a that was a little bit of a curveball. <laughs> Cause that's what I'm like, yo. Whoever wrote that, should be fucking. I didn't know that fucking Satan was the was who fucking made up that nursery rhyme. I'm only kidding. But uh, I like Bryce Mitchell a lot, and I'm not going to judge him on his beliefs because you know what the fuck. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like you know, no one no no one knows what's up, man. But at least he's passionate, you know. So I can I can dig that. Uh, we have the great raging ally of Quinto. That does in this show. <laughs> I, we gotta just kind of let's let's get Alan here and let's try to oh, let's we just we just got hit with a fucking whirlwind right here. We got hit <laughs> with like a raging owl fucking uh three piece. That was that, that was nuts, but uh, in a, in a good way. It was just a lot of information. Yeah, it was. That was something else. But uh, you know, my mom, <laughs> I'm all fired up. Let's get raging Alan here. Ray Quinta, don't you miss seeing this guy in the cage? Yeah, man. And he got a good microphone, too. You can tell he's a pro. Yeah, Raging Al, first it's of actually, all. Actually a prop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> are, you, are you doing, you used to do a podcast. I know you're just recently, not, I mean, it feels like recently, maybe it's a couple months now. Uh, you opened up your own real estate firm. We're going to plug that right in your hometown. That was a great day. The whole team went down to celebrate. Your family was there. And it's like, a, it was like a, 
it's like a, it's just like a victory, like a homecoming where the, the returning warrior sets up shop in his hometown. He's got a, a nice real estate firm right on a, right on a main, like, like a, um, a turnpike. It's just really nice. Dean Thomas. Well, what's going it. on? What's that shop raging out? It was good. That, that was, uh, the, the grand opening was a party, man. It was great. It was all, it was awesome. Like everybody, everybody through like, like my hometown, you know, friends and family. And then the team was there. So it was like, you know, people throughout my whole life, everyone came to support and I've been getting a lot of support since I opened up the office. So it's been, it's been fun for sure. Now, I'm, I'm trying to get me a mini house in New York, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I want a mini house. Can you, can you hook that up somehow? What's a um, mini house? <laughs> What's a mini house? Not one of those little fucking things that you could blow over in a fucking, in like a, in like a strong wind could blow like those little tiny houses. Yes. I want a little tiny house. There's uh, we got you some bungalows down by the water, you know, a nice little bungalow. Wake up in the morning, right on the right on the right on the canal. Oh, I can do that. I can do that. Listen, I'm not. I don't play. Listen, raging now. You know me. I don't play the stereotypes. This gentleman does not like the. <laughs> he does. He. He. You ain't. Hey, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not a water guy. Not in there doing the backstroke. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in there. I'm not in there doing the you know the, the breaststroke. Did you? Did I could. You I could swim? live by the water. Did you live? Did you learn how to swim? I did not. You live in Florida. What the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> I don't know, man. I I can't swim. I live in Florida and I can't swim, man. I don't. I don't have no. I have no desire to go in the water. You know the balls he has raging out because he jumped off a cliff in Hawaii into water. You couldn't do it with a life preserver because you'll break your your something off your arms. So he went in there just trusting that he'll get to like the raft in time. I mean that's crazy. Well, I figured yeah. I figured if I died, I was going to sue the hell out of Dana and them. So I was all good. Yeah, I, mean, you fight, if, I don't know if you're suing anybody. <laughs> yeah, maybe your parent, maybe your uh, your kid. But uh, Raging Out, what a good time we had. It doesn't feel, we first of all, we went to Vincent's the other night, this nice eatery that's a uh, nice Italian place. What a good, what a, what the, the sauce there, so good. The, the uh, margarita pie. But, you know, we went there. To, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel, Dean Thomas, it doesn't feel like we had a night that two guys lost. Right, Raging Out? I don't know. I mean, it, when we look at how, how far Aljo came, how, what Chris Weidman did, Two guys who are champions, and like, look, I look like Chris's, like, with his family and his kids, his wife, his, and, and what he's done in the sport. You look at uh, at um everybody, but then you look at Aljo and what he's done, how far he's came, and I don't know. It doesn't feel like we were defeated, even though they were defeated. Does that make sense? It was uh, I mean, it was a it was a tough night in the the win loss column, but. Yeah, no, I mean, we have everybody out there. We had a good time, you know, no, uh, no serious injuries, you know. So, and yeah, like you said, everyone made some money, set up a good life for themselves. Uh, and yeah, Aljo for, I mean, that was crazy, but he, he fought, the, the, the run he's been on yeah. has been so incredible that where, where, you know, from that, how many years ago he got he got the not you know he got knocked out by Marlon Marias to go on a, a a streak that he's gone on and do the things that he's done 
you know, there's some crazy, crazy uh, circumstances and fights, and he's battled through it all. People talking cr so much shit online, and he's he's came through all that. The rematch with Peter Yan, where people were counting him out, saying he was going to get killed to go to win that fight, and then Henry Cejudo, a, a freaking Olympic gold medalist, you know, taking the guy down, and then they kind of, you know, he he rushed into, not that he rushed into it, but it was definitely not like. You know, it was a, it was, it was almost like he was, it was a great opportunity for him to make a lot of money and it wasn't probably the best, uh, timing, you know, he's, but he just said, fuck it, you know, let's go out there and, and, you know, one, one zig where you should have zagged and you get, you get caught and it was unfortunate, but, uh, he'll be back strong. He's in great spirits, you know, how, how, uh. I said this, I said this when I saw that picture of you guys as a team. That you guys from Long Island are the best homegrown team in the world, and I think it, I think it is not even a debate; it's not disputable because of what you guys have accomplished throughout the years, throughout all the years of MMA. Everything that you guys have accomplished, taking on the world, just from that small little area, taking on the world. Now, winning is hard to do. Winning consistently is hard to do. Winning at a high level consistently is hard to do. And for you guys to have done what you have done from Long Island is miraculous and that by far is of all time the greatest homegrown team in all of MMA and I don't care what anybody says Rage it out you know what's cool like when you think about it like I'm from East Meadow I'm like literally a town over like one town over from Wantaw where Al's from Al's two towns over from Baldwin three or three you know where Chris Wyman's from I'm another town over to the right of me is Uniondale, where Aljo's from. It's fucking crazy. It is crazy when you think about it. Uh, they're all everybody's like just these Long Island guys, and that that gives a lot of a lot of a lot of credit to, to Ray Longo, who really just lives this. He just lives well, it. I mean, but you think know? about this though. I've always said this. I was like, you know, New York has, you know. 8 million people and there's 8 million people in New York. And I've always said New York doesn't have a good representation of MMA in terms of how many people are in New York city, but the representation is in long Island in that small little area of long Island. That's where all of New York's MMA comes from. And you guys have done a tremendous job of representing all of New York, just in that little area of long Island. And to me, that is crazy because there's no other town in the world like that no it's it is it is crazy it's uh I don't, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it is i mean just uh tough people you know we're tough people and matt and ray have built something great on long island that that uh you know goes years back and it's just keep going you just i feel like there's uh it, it just Waves and wait, another generation is coming up now with a bunch of k killers and guys getting into the UFC. I think maybe, uh, you know, what we could get like four guys signed to the UFC just this year, you know. So it's yeah, just, Nas, you know, Nas just is doing very well. Uh, Nas. Dennis Bazooka just got in there. Uh, yeah, Nas is, is having a great run so far, man. No kinks in the armor there. He's doing yeah. great, you know. I'm just I'm waiting, I'm waiting for my little cousin to step up, pull me. Hey man, you gotta talk to the powers that be. I don't think that they gotta get a little bit more keen on Pumi. They don't, I don't know, man. Pumi is just I don't think the guy's lost a round ever. I don't know. Uh, uh, 
Got the lost around. No you know, kidding. That's, you know, that guy's just, uh, you know, he's not bad on the mic. Young, good-looking kid. Get Pumi some love, you know? Yeah. Also, we got uh, D- Dylan Montello coming on the uh, Contender Series soon, right? Dylan? Yeah, he'll be uh, up in, uh, in September. Yeah, I think like yeah. the second week of September. Yeah, man, I mean, listen, guys are doing phenomenal, you know? Hey, Rage it now. Yeah. Excuse me. The guys did great. The guys did oh. don't give a fuck. He's at least a longo shit in his pants. Hey, <laughs> the guys did great over the fucking weekend, man. Anthony Palacino took this, took a nice fucking outside Ashi. Slim got a triangle and just these guys were just spano, nice double leg. It, we were laying there like the fucking Avengers, like the X-Men. And my daughter Angelina had a great day, dude. She got double gold. Uh, yes. Where, where, this was at uh, Naga? At the or? Naga. At the Naga. Naga. It's funny oh. that Naga's still around. Me and Dean Thomas were in Naga like 30 years ago. Yeah, do you, do you remember when we saw Kip Kohler at the uh, at the little pizza spot in uh, what city were we in? I don't even remember what city we were in. I think we were in New Jersey? No. We weren't in New Jersey. No. Dean Thomas, <laughs> I don't know where the fuck we are. We were, Me and Dean Thomas, we just did the, the, the Joe Rogan show. And I'm telling people it's the first time I'm it's the first time I'm in Austin. And Dean goes, yo, man, we did looking for a fight, Austin. What the fuck is the matter with you? I go, ah. Hey, it's Rage and Al. I can't yeah. But what else, Rage and Al? What else is going on with you? Let me ask you. I got a question. Two questions. What do we got? Because people want to know, because everybody loves watching you fight. You are one of those, when they say fan favorite. That's Raging Al. Raging Al, listen, there's been many versions of Raging Al from wrecking hotel rooms to just going nuts to just sniping people out, going on a tear. We love every version of it. One, are you retired from MMA? Two, would you ever, ever consider one of these, like, smacking around a YouTuber? Or some shit for some money. Ready? Go. Start with the re- uh, MMA if you're retired or not. Uh, it's hard for me to like say that I am, but I think I am. I don't know. My body hurts. I'm not. I've never. I haven't been training the way you know. I see the way these guys are training now, and I'm like, I remember when I could train like that. Yeah. And I can't can't train like that no more. So uh, it's pretty safe to say, you know, I wouldn't be confident to go in there. Uh, you know, against some of these these tough up coming guys or 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 anything like that. But I don't know these these YouTube fights are are pretty wild. It's like a whole new boxing thing. You know, it's yeah. bringing in a totally different uh, different way. Uh, Nate Diaz went out there, made some money. You yeah, know, he made, he made a lot of money. I mean, had some fun. Probably uh, entertain that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it it would be fun, but I don't know. I'm too focused on the real estate right now. I'm I'm well, busy. Listen, man. are you are you coaching some of the guys? Yeah, I, I'm in the gym. I'm you know I help out as much as I can. All these guys were around when I was like you know making a little uh, run in the UFC. They were like sp- my sparring partners. Kind of, I they'd come to the fights and uh, you know help me prepare the week of the fight. So I kind of. Try to do the same thing now that it's their time. They're they're coming up, and it's uh, you know, it's just it, it keeps me it keeps me in the game. So you know, still still in there. 
So I need that. You know what I mean? You do need it. You do need it, Raging Al. You know what I mean? You, you, you need it, like, as therapy, I feel. You know, I think all of us that fought in the cage, Dean Thomas included, I'm not going to say have some psychosis going, but, you know, there's something, you know, fighting the cage takes a certain breed. So, I mean, I'm on the mats, every, like, how many days a week? I need it. I need it for my sanity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, when I see you in the, in the uh, at Longo's at Law, I see you, you know, whether you're holding pads or help coaches sparring or sparring or working with the guys. I, I That's for them. But I think it's also a little bit for you, too, don't you think? No, for sure. It's, you spend your whole life in in – in something and then uh it's it's a it, fighting fighting and then having to you know having to stop fighting is uh it's a it, it could be a, a struggle for sure you know and to cope with it after after the fact you know to figure yeah. out your place in the world and your place in the gym after you're fighting you know you so used to in the being the guy you know i'm it's i got a fight coming up and everything's kind of like you know tailored to, towards your training camp and then now you almost like lose that when you when you're done fighting so to find find yourself after fighting is uh is definitely can be a struggle for a lot of guys i've been i've been coping pretty well though you know and that's one way to do it stay in the gym i'm saying i like seeing guys make it through like you did through the other side and uh land on their feet you know what i mean yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it's crazy because it becomes your identity it becomes all right, that's why some guys can't leave. They just don't know who they are without it. You know, there's a scene from Rocky too, when he, the, you know, he's he's around there, he's carrying the spit buckets. They're like, yo, you were the champ. What are you? He's just, yeah, man, it's got to be around it. You know, yeah. I can't explain it. It was cool. It was a cool scene. Yeah. I like yeah. those little mo in those movies. It's not even the fight scenes that do it. It's those little type scenes like that that kind of like, ooh, I can relate to that. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. That's you know? exactly. Oh, that's exactly what it's like. You, just, you want to be around it. Hey, Al, if, if the UFC offered you, let's say they were like, you know what? Uh, Tony Ferguson needs a retirement fight. We know that you're on your way out as well. Would that be a fight? Would that be something that would entice you to come back? Even if, even if it was like 170. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it would be, it definitely is enticing, but, uh, I, I'm getting I'm getting soft in my old age. <laughs> I hear like, you. Now listen, they, how how old are you? Because there's a time where like you just hit an age where you just like, man, I don't really want to smack anybody in the face anymore. Like, and that's it just kind of hits yeah. you, right? Where you're just like, eh, I don't feel like yeah. punching nobody. <laughs> yeah, I don't want and don't punch me, please. Yeah, I don't, wanna, <laughs> I don't get hit no more. If I, if we can fight, but I don't get hit, we do body shots only or something. I don't even want to get hit to the body, man. Well, I tell, I tell you, my favorite, my favorite Al moment is when you were on the mic and you said, y'all boo me, fuck <laughs> you, yeah, boo me, I fought my ass off. That was my favorite ally and Kenta moment. I mean, I mean, that really was, it came from the heart. And like, sometimes people have to rehearse those type of things for it to come off the way it came off because it came off so genuine and, and almost rehearsed, but you could tell it came from the heart and it was obviously impromptu because they were booing you in the moment. But what was going through your head when they had, I mean, obviously that was going through your head, but like, tell me how that came out. I just, I always remembered, even like before I started fighting, I would watch fights and I'd hear people boo and I'd be like, man, what the fuck? You know, what are they booing? I go, if that was, the, if that was me, I'd tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> and then sure enough, I'm in the, I'm in the cage, just fought, fought my ass off. 
and I'll probably got took a couple couple shots to the head, and I'm looking around, and I kind of like blacked out. I don't even like remember what happened. I felt like the whole uh, arena was like on my back, you know. And uh, I saw two I saw two guys up in the stands just give me the finger, and I pick I I remember I still see it in my head today. The two of them. And that was kind of what I directed my directed my energy towards those two. I said, "You booing me?" I said, "Fuck you!" And then, uh, and then I walked out of the cage. And as I'm walking out, I was like, still freaking acting tough. But in my head, I was like, "What the fuck did I just do? That was insane. <laughs> that really just happened. That was crazy." And then, like, hey, man. That, the that's what, yeah. man, I was gonna say. That's why the order. I didn't want to interrupt you. Is that is no, that no. Right? I, I got into the back and then you, you know, uh, you and, and Ray were calming me down, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was wild, wild. Good, good. To, good. It's one of those things where it's like moments like that is why the people love you, man, because, and let me just add that you got that after a hard fought, no backing up, going forward fight with, uh, Jorge Masvidal, who you got to win over. You got the win in that fight. And, yeah. you know, Hey man, you didn't take a backward step, so that I can, and I can understand your frustration. And a lot of other people would, pro- would probably be equally as frustrated, but they wouldn't have the balls to say what you said. So that's part of the reason you're a fan favorite. We got to go in a second before we do really quick. My favorite Al moment. There's a lot of them actually, uh, so many from your when when you step up, stepped up and fought Habib within 24 hours notice, and and was his toughest fight to date. What a great fight. You went the whole five rounds with him. Uh, but really, my favorite moment in your whole career, what, cornering him, I, was your second fight with Kevin Lee. And leading up to it, uh, he was saying, look, man, I'm a new and improved this and that. And it's the same old Al. When the fight was ending after a, support, a superb fucking performance by Al, Al was walking him down, walking him down, putting his hands down. He, he, he just... Moved it out of the way with a shot, and he says in his face, same Al. It was fucking, dude, dude, goosebumps, goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, that, that was cool. I remember that. Thank you for that moment. I remember, dude, I remember it probably better, better than you. I I was the close, besides you, I was the closest to it, and it yeah. was so fucking awesome. It, it was, if it's in a movie, you're going to be like, oh, that's silly. Dude, it was, dude, put his hands down, walking towards him. I'm like, ah. Dude, boom, come on, dude. It was fucking awesome, Al. Listen, everybody who's listening, go to Fight Pass, watch Kevin Lee versus Raging Ally Quinta. Both of them, he fought him twice. Watch the second one. Anyway, what else? (laughs) Raging Al, what do you want to promote? That's it, man. That's it. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent real estate anywhere, especially Long Island, but anywhere in the country, I can help you out. Twitter, Instagram, get at me. We'll make it happen. I appreciate you guys having me on. This is God, always fun. Raging ally of Quinta, man. Thank you. And I'll see you soon. We just did Vincent's. Now we got to do Eddie's. We got to go back to Eddie's. Let's go to Eddie's next. I'll see you, bro. All right, man. Peace. Later, Later Raging Al. Dean Thomas, I know you got to jump out. You got to jump on a, another program in a minute. What do you want to plug, my friend? Uh... I don't have anything. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be on Sirius XM, ESPN, West Palm. Uh, I'll be oh, everywhere, man. So, like, just just hit me up on my Instagram 
and and you'll find me on there. That's where I'm at. I'm Dean at Thomas. Dean Thomas. At Dean Thomas. Dean spelled D I N. Hit me up there. Y'all see me around. I'm your boy. You know, if y'all see me in the streets, holla at me. Before we get out of here, I know you're running the great Korea Korean zombie. He, he lost. He got taken out by Max Holloway. Props to Max Holloway. Korean zombie. Congrats on an amazing, amazing, just exciting, action-packed career. Congrats to you, my friend. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, it was a great fight. He he fought it. He fought his ass off. Just outgunned. But uh, for a uh, a send-off fight, it couldn't have been better for him. So, well, I mean, a win might have been better, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, if you're going to lose it, that's the way to go out. That is the way. I'll be back Wednesday with my little bird, Jimmy. Dean Thomas, thanks for jumping on with me, bro. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.